This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal preview series. I'll show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture with the some of the members from the Discord server. Very happy to be joined this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you happen to be in the world by Dan. How you doing, mate? You're good, Joel. Good to make your debut on the show. Yeah, nervous, but I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, you'll Thank be you. fine. You'll be fine, mate. Uh, and it was a pleasure to meet you last night, along with plenty of others as well. You had a great time. Enjoyed the show in uh, East really, London? Yeah, really good evening. East London. You almost sent yeah. me to the wrong location. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, really good I evening. I was thinking it was north. It was definitely east. To be yeah. fair, it's one road that separates it, so you're, yeah. you're all right. But yeah, no, really good evening. It was great to be there, and I was very grateful to like sort of see everybody in person and mm. catch the vibe that everyone was giving off. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was no absolute pleasure, and thank you so much for for coming along, as well as a plenty of others. And I'm sure people joining us in the chat box today as well. Thank you so much, everybody that did come along last night to our live show. It was a great. Great experience, raised a lot of money, um, and uh, I've now got to buy one of our listeners an Arsenal shirt as one of the prizes, but that's going to be happening very soon. Uh, we're also joined by Simon. How are you doing, Simon? There's a couple of connectivity issues, but I know that hopefully after two seconds you should be able to hear what I say. So you doing all right? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, mate. Yeah, there is a bit of a delay, which is a bit annoying, but like you say earlier, it has improved by about five seconds to two seconds. So, yeah, yeah. getting there slowly, but it's all good, mate. <laughs> Indeed. No, thank you so much. We will muddle through without too much of a problem. It should be absolutely fine. Um, let's talk about tomorrow. Uh, of course, this preview is, we usually try and do the preview like two or three days before the game, but with, of course, a midweek game happening, that became very tricky. So we now kind of have a really good idea, actually, about kind of the team, where it's at. What's interesting in the team news that we have right now is that Erdegaard, Ramsdale and Zinchenko have all travelled to Manchester, which is obviously fantastic news. I will temper people's expectations about Zinchenko in particular. As I tweeted, I feel like this man could have frostbite and he'd still be on the touchline. So don't, you know... Don't just anticipate he's going to be in the squad just because he's gone. I, I think it would take something quite extraordinary to stop this man travelling with the team, even if he is injured. So it's good news that he's there. Hopefully there's kind of a symbol that he might be available. But Dan, this this, this must come as a big boost with Ramsdale and Odegaard in particular. 100%. Um, as you can see from my selection, I kind of anticipated Odegaard not 
not being present. Uh, but it's good news to see that he is present because he seems to be like the metronome of the team at the moment. Um, and that's all we can really want. You want your best team going to Old Trafford. And especially with the way that they're, they're getting loud at the moment, we want to pipe them down a little bit. So hopefully we'll go there and do something. Yeah, I, I hope that we do because obviously we've got a great chance to not only take three points at Old Trafford, which is the first will be the first time since Arteta did it what two years ago, and that was the first time since I think two thousand and six. So in the league in particular, so it would be a big, big win. Not only that, it would take us four points clear, <laughs> which is just you know saying that six games into the start of the season is, is just silly. Um, but it is the reality uh, of the yeah. situation. Simon, how difficult is it to not get carried away right now? Yeah, it is quite difficult, to be honest. Um, it's something that I'm trying not to think about too much. But, I mean, if you just compare this season to last season, you can't help but just be excited by the fact that, you know, like you say, we're going to be four points ahead if we were to win tomorrow. And we'll be, I think, is it nine points ahead of Chelsea or Liverpool? Something crazy Both. like that as well. Possibly, so, it just, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's absolutely mental to think if that's the case. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a marathon. There's a hell of a long way to go. But... To be where we are at this point in the season, I can't help but be chuffed. But yeah, we just have to sort of take, I know it's a bit of a cliche, it's the old football cliche, just to sort of take each game by game. But, you yeah. know, it's all we can do really. But um, yeah, we're, we're in a good place, definitely in a good place. We really are, yeah. I mean, it started so positively in contrast to last season where we lost the first three games and really had to turn things around. I mean, Dan, is it is it just as simple as adding Zinchenko and Jesus to starting like and, and Saliba coming back, of course? Is it that simple that we went from three really bad opening games? Of course, Chelsea and Man City were involved as well. But three players coming into the starting lineup and changing the fortunes a year later, was it really that simple or has more gone on that I'm not alluding to? Well, to be fair, I think towards the end of last season, we were saying that we needed those extra couple of players to give us the boost to be at a level and mm. bringing those three, one in and two, sorry, two two in and one back, it mm. does propel the team forward. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but at least it gives you a nice foundation to build off of. And at least now that the, the process of bringing in one or two every window now is a possibility because now we've lost so many of the fringe players yeah. and genuinely... I haven't seen a bench that you could call upon even five out of six, five out of seven to say they're going to do something. I actually feel confident that someone will come from the bench and do something, even if it is Eddie. Eddie's coming on and showing he's got a hunger to be on that pitch and what more could you want? Yeah, Eddie in particular is a really interesting player because when we were talking about the... I did a piece the other day talking kind of about the options we have. I think it might have been this morning actually about if Odegaard isn't there... What options do we have? Yeah. Obviously, Smith Rowe comes in and we'll talk about kind of that that possibility with the lineups in a second. The other one is Fabio Vieira, although I doubt that we'd throw him in to make his debut in this particular fixture. Yeah. That would be quite no a way. big ask. And then the third option is to go with a three at the back, change the system, take out the number 10 and, you know, move Saka into potentially a wing back kind of role, move Jesus to the right and put Nketiah up top. And that doesn't scare me doing that either because as you said there Dan you know in Ketia's energy what he's brought to the bench the Fulham game in particular when he came off the bench for Tierney I think it was at the time you know he was electric when he came off and was really unlucky not to get a goal in that game it was a left footed strike I think um, that just went past the post that had it gone in would have been one of the best equalizers I think we've seen uh, would have been absolutely brilliant but Simon you know Man United have had a really strange start to the season they lost their opening two games in comical fashion we all enjoyed that greatly 
but they have found a way to somehow string three unlikely victories together against Southampton, a really poor Liverpool team at the time, and a dreadful Leicester City team. They have got momentum. Is there? Should we be concerned about Man United or should we still be looking at them as a side that can be got at and should be winnable against? I mean, that's why I'm trying not to get carried away too much is because, you know, like you say, Man United aren't the Man United of old. They're, they're you know, are having a bit of a sort of bitty season. So, um, although we're only five games in, like you say, the start of their season isn't the greatest. But it is United and it is, you know, something that we have to be wary of. And it's an away game at Old Trafford. That It's a bit of a... Although, yeah, they lost their sort of first game against Brighton, it can still be a fortress, especially in these big games, especially against Arsenal. So, yeah, I I have that bit of a concern at the back of my head. But, you know, I think, you know, if we sort of look at back at um, the transfer window, I know we haven't sort of brought it up yet, but um, a lot of sort of Arsenal fans are losing their heads that we're, you know, not, not necessarily um, reinforced as well as we could have done. But if you sort of compare where we were last January and where the squad is to to where we are now, it's like sort of chalk and cheese. So what gives me the confidence is the squad going in, the, the sort of players that we've got, you know, the addition of Jesus, the addition of Saliba, that gives me a hell of a lot of confidence going into this game. And, you know, um, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit wary of Man United, but in a sense, I'm more confident that we, we've got enough to sort of take them on. Um, Tarbs in the chat box says Paul Tierney is the referee. He's from Salford, Greater Manchester. And VAR is Lee Mason from Bolton, Greater Manchester. Don't, don't. It's 13 against 11. I mean, today, Dan, we've seen some pretty ridiculous, again, officiating decisions. You know, in the uh, the West Ham game, how Bowen, of course, in that moment with that goal, um, the Van Dyke tackle on, I want to say, I think it was Onana. Um, you know, it, it was awful the decision-making. And yet again, we go into a game where potentially we're going to be seeing some pretty crazy decisions because the officiating consistency is awful. So talk to me about how you're kind of feeling about that. Um, well, to be fair, I, I didn't catch most of the, the bad decisions there, apart from, I think, the Reese James kick out mm. uh, and then the disallowed goal for West Ham. And, the Reese James one, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, we go into this game, it's it's either going to go in our favour or it's not. And the thing is, mm. yeah, they're saying they're all from Salford, they're all from up their men's. I think one of them is reported as being a Man United fan growing up. But if we use that as a, as a reason to be pessimistic for the game, we're just going to bring that sort of energy into the game from the outside in. So we might as well just look and go, look, they're either going to make a good call or they're not. But if they make a bad call against us, cool, I'm going to be upset. But hopefully it won't yeah. be against us. It'll be De Gea spilling something and giving away a penalty and it just come off his hair or something like that. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think, what, what can be done? Do you think enough is done with like the poor officiating levels? And what, no, and if you don't think it is, what needs to happen? To be fair, there just needs to be a consistent standard, doesn't it? Like if they're going to bring officials into the box to do the VAR, they've got to at least make the calls when they're happening and make the right calls. Because it seems to be that they're, they're constantly looking at the rule book and going, well, it could be under that rule. It could be under that rule. So, it's under none, so we'll just allow it to go past. Where though some of the calls you you can see as a fan watching football, they should be called. Right. And if that's gonna change the game, it is what it is. Like even Liverpool's game the other night, wasn't it? Five minutes extra time, went to 97 and a half minutes, and then they scored. But 
it doesn't matter if they're in the ascendancy attacking, like the time is gone. It's done. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, look, there's a question here from Ayush who says, uh, Tom, I'm actually most concerned about the hyena Pogba. What? The hyena Pogba? <laughs> what is this? Is, people, is this the uh, witch doctor thing that's, that's came out? This is ridiculous. Uh, just hope he costs a counter hex to resurrect it so that he can chase after Ericsson and Bruno. This is crazy, Irish. I mean, you've been reading into too many conspiracies, mate. Um, I mean, what Simon, what real, uh, I use the word real, uh, very realistically here, threats are we really gonna have to watch out for? I'm confused uh, by that comment there, to be honest. Um, I think the, the biggest threat for me. I mean, it seems like Anthony's going to start, and I think that's a little bit of a worry. You know, it's going to be his first game. He's going to be pumped up and be super excited. Uh, yeah, he's a bit of a concern for me. Um, just their forward line. I mean, it's it's quite um, aggressive, and you know, uh, Ten Hag likes to sort of press and play the, those cheeky little triangles around as much as they possibly can. So, um, yeah, I think the forward line. Rashford seems to have sort of caught another sort of fresh. Um, breath of confidence if you will and he seems to be playing quite well lately so yeah I think Rashford and and Anthony the ones for me that I would say we kind of have to look out for yeah Anthony is going to be an, an interesting kind of fit for Arsenal uh on Sunday how he, how he comes on how he plays um when he plays if he plays all of those things Lissandra Martinez is a bit of a narrative Dan for Arsenal as well you know I uh, I put his actual size in the thumbnail for today's show. Um, but that's not been a problem, you know, in the last couple of games, to be fair. When the ball's on the floor and you aren't going up against teams that are crossing the ball into the box, he, he tends to do really, really well. And that probably leans into United having a very good game defensively against Arsenal because we keep the ball on the floor and we play where we play. Erdegaard likes to play a couple of chip passes over the top sometimes, which potentially is, is a bit of a threat for United if Erdegaard is indeed fit. But... Is this kind of narrative, the Alessandro the Martinez, re, not revenge, because he's not got nothing, anything to revenge, but you know what I mean? There's a narrative yeah. there with him there. Um, well, look, it's strength versus strength, isn't it? So, uh, Jesus is his strength is on the floor, ball to feet, you know, but it doesn't matter. It comes to him in the air, on the floor, he's going for it. And if it's going to draw him or Varane, because I'm sure Maguire ain't playing, although I would love to see him play instead. Mm. Um, if Varane's playing, it gives him a bit of cover, doesn't it? So Lissandro can go forward into, into the space and pick up the ball. But the way that we play as well, it's, it's not like we don't have that triangle ability as well. Jesus gets it, lays it off, gets him behind. Then it is literally him versus whoever's in front of him. And the little terrier that he is can kick out his ankles all day long. He will just go down and win fouls. Um, mm. And then on the opposite end, we've got a calm, assured defence. So it's only going to be in our favour if we play composed. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to talk about Lukonga just yet, Simon, because obviously he features quite heavily in, in our lineup selection. But the other player that, that I think we need to, to focus on a lot is is kind of this. If it is going to be Erdegaard that's out, the creativity in the team, there is a question about that, you know. And there's also a question that I want to ask you about Erdegaard is that say he's, you know, 50-50. I talked about this a little bit this morning on the 8 a.m. show. If he is 50-50... Is it a benefit to Arsenal to not take that risk of potentially seeing Erdegaard get injured for a longer period of time, missing for a few more games, uh, and bring in, say, a Smith Rowe or a Vieira or doing the system change that I talked about earlier? Or is this such an important game and such an opportunity to get three points at United that you would take that 50 50 risk with the player? 
Um, I think Dan brought it up earlier. You know, he is like a sort of metronomic player for Arsenal, and he's such a crucial, crucial piece. I think last season, um, sort of the abilities of ESR and Odegaard were a lot closer. I think Smith Rowe was, you know, pretty much on a par in a way for his ability. He was, you know, he was banging in the goals as well as um, Odegaard was. But I mean, Odegaard now is he's more than just a goal scorer. He's given us that side of the game as well. He's obviously contributing goals wise. But I just think Odegaard is he's become so crucial for the way that we play, and he's gone just levels above where he was. So I, yeah, I would I would take the gamble. It might be a big risk, but I would take it just because it's so huge for our um, you know, possibilities of winning the game um, and, and controlling the game and just, yeah, bringing, bringing in the three points. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to the lineups. Uh, Dan, we'll start with yours, mate. Talk us through why you've gone with this selection. Uh, well, mine was pre-based on not knowing Odegaard travelled, so yes. I thought swapping him out for Smith Rowe would have been the, the best alternative. Um, him being able to carry the ball and drive past their midfield would have been the main thing. And with Xhaka playing that sort of higher role now, it, it only adds to the to the fact we've got another runner going in behind. So if we haven't got Erdegaard picking out people, we've got someone who's going to carry it and drive it into space, which in effect probably will pull Martinez out because mm. he's going to have to come to that little space now and come and try and win the ball before he turns and runs into space. Um, but the rest of the team, I think, kind of picks itself based on form and, and availability. Um, with Zinchenko not available, the back four is what we had last year, Barcelona. So, you know... It, Tommy Asu coming in, is that is that to give White a rest? I, I think... I, I don't even know if he's... I thought White, Zinchenko and Erdegaard were all doubts, even Ramsdale, but the thing is... Yeah, I, I saw there were rumours about White. I, 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 my understanding is that's not the case. And that right. was kind of overhyped a bit and that there wasn't an issue with White. But I mean, you know, still we've played White every start this season. Yeah. You know, we've had a midweek game. Is there an argument that maybe bringing Tommy Asu in as as a more fresher leg to go up against, say, Jaden Sancho is is potentially better? Yeah, I think phys- physically he will probably be a bit stronger on him as well. But um, I know Ben White's positioning is is like key to his game. He reads the game very well. Um, but it also adds that balance back to the, to the team where you go back to three at the back and Tierney can sort of push a bit further up, which then takes Dallow out of the game a little bit, pushes him a bit further back because he seems to be their main attacking outlet at the moment, getting down that right and sort of pinging the ball across. So if it means we can counter them with that sort of selection, I'd happily go ahead with it if if White's not available. And you've gone with Lukonga as your star man for the game. Are you yeah. expecting another big performance from him? I think he's going to raise his game tomorrow. Like I, I think that what we saw of him the other day, it showed that maybe after the all or nothing, getting told to pipe down a little bit because he weren't playing has kind of yeah. humbled <laughs> him ever so slightly. But it, it is a case of, he looked very composed and assured on the ball. He looked like he was happy picking up the ball with his back to everyone and turning. And whether it be on his left or right foot, he was picking out whoever he needed to pick out and then just went back to his position. So I'm hoping that him being my star man pick is because I think he's going to have the better of their midfield, whether it be Fred or McTominay or whoever. But I think he's going to do them tomorrow. And I hope so. I hope he does it. Uh, other than Smith Rowe, Simon, you've brought in the exact same team as well. Talk us through your selection, mate. Yeah, I mean, in, it's you know not much of a change. Obviously, it uh, depends on whether Odegaard or uh, Ramsdale. 
you know, I had their sort of doubts that yeah. they were, they were going to play, but obviously the news has come out that they are going to be starting. So, well, not definitely starting, but, you know, there's a good chance that they'll be playing. Um, with Tommy Yasu, you know, the sort of debate that you were just having now between Tommy Yasu and White, I think um, with White, he's a fantastic player and that sort of partnership that he's built with Gabriel Saliba is that sort of back free uh, connection has been immense. But it was the fact that he just came off at sort of around about the 60-minute mark in the last game that just gives me a sort of inclination that he's perhaps a little bit, I don't know what the right word is here, but maybe a little bit rusty. So I think just having Tommy Yasu to sort of, for sort of rotational purposes, just bringing Tommy Yasu in and just helping the sort of freshness of the whole squad. And and Tommy Yasu is a fantastic player as well. He's a brilliant right back. And maybe he pushes forward a little bit more like Dan was sort of saying. Mm. And I think he's, you know, although I think White has got a couple of assists um, this season already, am I right in saying? Or at least one assist. Uh, he, he, um, set up, really good. he set up, set up that, that goal against, um, who was it? Uh, Bournemouth, where he crossed in and Gabriel Jesus took the touch and then um, Erdegaard slammed it in. So he didn't get the assist for it. I'm trying to think if he got an assist elsewhere. Was he crossing? He crossed the mm. ball in the box against, I think it was... Uh, Leicester and the ball dropped to Xhaka and then Xhaka scored so I'm just going off the top of my head but I think they're the moments that, that matter yeah yeah I think that's what I was thinking of but I think you know even with that I think Tommy Asu still tends to sort of cross the ball a little bit more um, and he tends to sort of you know bomb into that that uh, sort of deep flank space a bit more so yeah maybe that you know so if you just sort of look at it tactically he does offer you a little bit more whereas Ben White I think is better defensively so it just you know it depends where in which way sort of Arteta wants to set up tomorrow but um to be honest, I'm sort of picking between hairs, really, between who, who to mm. actually play because they're, they're just so good. And, and that kind of gives me a lot of confidence in, in the squad that we've got now that we can just rotate between these players because, you know, we didn't have this last season. So, it's um, yeah, it's a real real great benefit to have. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's go to Space Man Trooper in the chat. He says, Zinchenko has travelled with the squad. Thanks for the donation. Uh, partying emoji in regards to Zinchenko playing. You know, that... <laughs> just him being there is a big boost you know from kind of a, a morale perspective he's clearly such a leader within that dressing room you know he's, he's the captain of ukraine at times when he's playing there and you know carrying that burden for that nationality in particular as we all know right now is in itself just something quite special and i think he's brought that maturity into the team he's you know he's got a head well beyond his years i think on his shoulders and i think we've benefited a lot from his guidance so if he is fit uh, which fingers crossed he might be, um, then uh, it's going to be a big, big boost to us tomorrow. Let's uh, let's go to mine. I mean, mine's no no different to Simon's or, to be honest, to Dan's either. I think we all said that if Odegaard's fit, he starts. If not, I think Smith Rowe is probably the most likely to come in. If not, I again, all of us, the first time on the preview show this season, that everyone's gone for the same predicted five-star player that might be out of pure prayer to hope that he's fantastic, you know, because we really do need him to be. Um, if he isn't, then we are going to struggle. Uh, he's got a big, big game. I remember that game at Anfield last season when we lost 4-0 and he was in the midfield and he didn't have the best of games alongside Tavares as well. And those two in particular were kind of found out in that fixture. So I'm hoping that a year on, we've seen some growth. And I think if the game against Aston Villa is anything to go by, then Lekonga is definitely going to be in for a good performance. Uh, I would be tempted to swap out White for Tomiyasu to give him, kind of give Tomiyasu a more fresher leg, you know, up against Jaden Sancho. That's going to be tough. Tini, of course, gives us, I think, a little bit more defensively than Zinchenko does too. 
I think it's going to be a game where United will have a fair amount of possession, but that actually on the counter, there's going to be really good opportunities to hit them. But they are quite bad. Just just flatly and bluntly, United aren't very good. Even after their last three wins, they don't inspire confidence. You know, Speaking to United friends of mine, whilst they think that there's potential for them to get a result in this game because you never know when Arsenal come to Old Trafford, they aren't convinced by what they've seen, even with the three victories. They haven't been like major turnarounds by any shape or form. So hopefully Arsenal can take the earnest and go into this game and get a good result. We're going to go to predictions now. So chat box is your opportunity to get your score lines into the chat. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you. Give us a score line and your scores, please. All right. Uh, all right I'm going to go with uh, two one us. I genuinely think I, I think Jack is going to get one. <laughs> Jacko's going to get one, and I think Saka's going to pull his first first one out of the bag to kind of like you know propel his season forward a little bit mm. until he gets rotated out or something. But you yeah, do feel like he's a goal away, isn't he? From like he, he is, he is. He's get, he, you can see he's had so many near misses that he just needs to hit the back of the net once, and then you're going to see him flying down that wing again, full of confidence, and mm-hmm. he he just looks deflated. I don't think he's tired in terms of like he's he's got no energy. He's just deflated. He's probably trying too hard to get that goal to get him off and go like off and running. So now if he gets it, and there's all the opportunity in the world, especially with the wingers coming forward and him getting into that space, I, I hope he gets it honestly, and I hope Jacka gets one just so he can so he can do his little. <laughs> <laughs> he does like a goal against United, does Jack? You know, he scored yeah. a couple of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's on the cards. Uh, as Amir says, Tom, they're never good. United, we are just worse at Old Trafford. We don't have a good record there. Um, it has to be said. We somehow find. I think I've called ourselves a, rehabil- a rehabilitation machine. Uh, re- what's it called? A defib defibrillator. That's what we can sometimes be. You know, for United, we just bring them back to life, and it's really frustrating. Um, Dan's going for a three 0 Arsenal win. He's going two one. Julian says. 2-0 Arsenal. Spaceman Trooper says 3-0 because Zinchenko's going to start. <laughs> Ramsey says 2-1 with Saka and Jesus on the score sheet. Eric Hart goes for 3-1 and Bro Pro 98 goes for 3-1. Simon, what are you going for, fella? You're on mute at the moment, mate. <laughs> Which is even worse when it's on delay. <laughs> <laughs> Schoolboy error. I apologise. No, um, I'm going to be oh, no, really there, there and just go that's, with that's uh, me. What? It's just a delay. Go on. No, this be. is really bad now. It's like I'm, I'm going for an awards this year and I'm like <laughs> messing this up completely. Go on, Simon. Keep uh, going, my friend. It's gotten worse. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was just saying that, you know, I'm going to be boring here and I'm just going to go for a, the same as Dan and just say a 2 1 win to us. Um, I just, yeah, I just think that, you know, we've got enough to, to do them. Um, my mind was saying one all earlier, but, you know, after this chat that we've been having, I really feel a lot more optimistic and I just think we, we've got enough to beat them. Fair play. I love the optimism. Anthony says 2-2, two, two, which is the scoreline I've gone for. Um, you know, I, and I don't want to be the negative one and I usually really never am. But I did <laughs> say 2-2 two, two after the Villa game and I have to kind of stick with that for the Arsenal Lounge's prediction uh, algorithm that we're doing this season. Uh, once again, the loser of the Arsenal Lounge algorithm or prediction league, I suppose, will have to outlay 200 quid on a meal for all four of us. So I really don't want to lose. But... 2-2 is quite safe. I still think score draw is a really likely result in this one. I think goals will go in. I think both the teams can can easily concede. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Lara going for a 3-0 win. 
Clockwork Tangerine going for a 2-0. Come on, you Gooners. Bob Smith says 3-1 Arsenal. Oon says 3-1. Surf says 4-1 Arsenal. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Blige says 1-1 and Lewis says 2-1. I'll continue to throw up your predictions. Uh, hoping, I love this, Paul Tierney, man of the match performance for Manchester United. Potentially, that is what happened. I'll continue to throw <laughs> out some of your predictions as we round off the show. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Really great to meet you yesterday and again today. Tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Um, well, I'm not really active in the content creation aspect yet. <laughs> I, I am literally in the process of starting my own gaming channel. So once that's up nice. and running, I will happily jump back on again and, and throw it out there. But at Definitely. this moment, it's just me doing me so oh, sorry everyone no you can find dan in our discord server if you would like to chat 100%. to him dan is very active he's one of the most active members in there if you look for alpha you'll find him um but yeah brilliant stuff thanks mate um simon thank you so much for coming on the show appreciate your time as always apologies for the slight connection issues we've had but uh no, we've managed to get through to the end. me i apologize for that tell me yeah no you. yeah thanks it's for happen me again on. it's happening again <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a mayor it's a mayor yeah no um thanks for having us on again tom and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you as well dan it's um you know it's it's great to finally put a, a face to a name as well mate so it's, Likewise, it's fantastic right. but yeah people can find me at the football fan force aka the triple f uh we just have sort of quizzes uh football chats on there we talk about player profiles we look at club profiles and whatnot so it's a it's a good it's a good laugh and yeah if you come check it out that'd be fantastic i'm literally three subscribers away from 100 so if you uh, can help us out with that that would be absolutely brilliant i'm literally just typing it in now to make sure that i can find it here we go leaving a link to uh simon's channel in the chat box i need to do it on youtube otherwise Streamyard blocks me because it hates promoting other channels for some reason um <laughs> i'll throw that into the chat box let's see if we can get simon up to 100 subscribers it only is three of you so just three of you go yeah, to that please, link and subscribe please. um we'll get simon to 100 subs yeah that's the football fan force lots of brilliant stuff i've been on it so i can even vouch for it but uh yeah do go and subscribe <laughs> and a massive thank you to simon and dan once again thank you for you listeners for tuning in and enjoying the content as always genuinely blown away by the support on this morning's 8am show by the way i was obviously expecting a bit of a dip in viewership because you know deadline day has happened transfer window is over but you know still amazing um retention of, of the audience and that's because of you guys clearly loving the channel and loving the content which i have to be a massive massive thank you a thankful person for so thanks for that do drop a like on the video subscribe if you're new there won't be a show after the game tomorrow because i'm going to be at the game there will be an 8 a.m show tomorrow talking about uh more kind of fallout into the lead up of the game and then on monday morning that's when the reaction to the game will be at 8 a.m so there'll be shows tomorrow and on monday all at 8 a.m but nothing directly after the game if you do want content straight after the game make sure you head over to the arsenal way because there should be something somewhere doing something there with with bailey or chris or someone so do tune in for that we will see you again very very soon thank you for tuning in as always and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans